Welcome to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined, grace-filled, and graceful, purpose-filled, and purposeful. Each episode, we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender. Not sure what that means? It's simple. We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes root and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. With that in mind and all of the conversation surrounding COVID-19, I wanted to shift the conversation. For the entire month of May, we will focus on wellness. Welcome to the Wellness Series. Each week this month, we will have a special guest co-host that will break down specific areas of wellness. Let's begin. This week's guest is no stranger to the Lavender Woman. This is actually her third episode as a guest co-host. Janae co-hosted the Suicide Awareness and Choose Healing episodes. But just in case you aren't familiar with her, let me run down her bio. Janae Garrett was born and raised in the DC Maryland, and Northern Virginia area, but has lived in the Hampton Roads area since 2005 as she attended Old Dominion University, earning both her bachelor's degree in psychology and human services in 2009 and a master's degree in mental health counseling in 2012. Janae is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Virginia and is working towards her PhD in human and social services. Janae has been working in the human services and mental health field for almost 11 years and has worked in settings ranging from shelters, nonprofits, public schools, inpatient facilities, and outpatient therapeutic services. Currently, she works at a nonprofit agency as a therapist full-time and runs a part-time private mental health practice. Professionally, Janae serves clients with a variety of mental health concerns to include depression, self-esteem issues, anxiety, anger, relationship issues, at-risk behaviors, and self-harm. However, Janae has a passion for working with individuals who have experienced trauma, suicidal ideations, and substance abuse. In addition to her professional hats, Janae is also a wife, mother, and enjoys volunteering within her community. Janae has a deep passion for helping others find purpose and peace within their life. She believes that God created her to use her gifts to help others journey to a state of peace. Lavender women, let's welcome back soon to be doctor. She's so close y'all that we're just gonna go ahead and call her doctor, okay? Let's welcome. Dr. Janae Garrett, back to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored. 
Listen, you know, when I decided to do this wellness series that you had to be a guest. There was just no <laughs> other way. And it's, it's so, if you guys knew how Janae and I's friendship works, you'll just be like, wait a second. It's almost like we have some type of like telepathic energy going on here. We're mm-hmm. thinking about the same thing often. We're pondering. It, it, it's just so strange. She'll hit me up and say, you know, I've been researching this and looking at this and I'm interested in this. And I'll be like, listen, I have been looking at that. I have notes on that. Let's make it happen. So that's kind of the thing. <laughs> it just always happens that way. It's the strangest thing. It's that divine connection. It is. It's that divine connection. So I'm so glad to have you back as a part of our wellness series with everything going on in the world and all of the talk that is making us anxious and depressed and just it is just a lot going on right now. I wanted to shift the conversation. And so this episode is really, really Listen, I need this episode. I don't know if the listeners need it, but I need this episode. We are going to talk about, sis, are you dying, surviving, or thriving? And we want to be very clear about the title and the conversation that is about to take place Um, when we speak about dying in particular, because we know that there are very, very, very um, serious matters going on in the world with the COVID-19 pandemic crisis, and we don't want to overshadow that. So, Diane, in the sense of this episode, I'm going to let Janae expound on that a little bit. She can say it in her professional therapist way that I'm sure I cannot <laughs> say it in for you to get a clear understanding. <laughs> Janae, in this episode, when nah, we I'm for- Diane, what are we really talking about? Yeah, so we are talking about just the more of the internal process of not physically dying right uh, because you know you know and and we want to honor those who during this time who have gone you know home to be with the Lord who have passed and not um, trying to cross over the boundaries between those two but we are talking about that internal struggle that internal feeling of death or dying and and I guess internal would be you know emotionally mentally physically all those things that we'll get into but not that the physical aspect of actually dying. Absolutely. So we want to be mindful and sensitive um, to that word in particular, because we know people have um, passed away and people have lost loved ones and friends. So we wanted to make that very clear um, as regard in, in regards to that particular word. So when we look at the word dying, dying is defined as waning, disappearing or passing away. When we look at dying in the context of this conversation, what does dying feel like in the emotional, mental, and spiritual perspective? Mm. And I love I love the breakdown of those three elements because I really feel like, you know, it's those are perfect and to, to separate them out because oftentimes we lump them together uh-huh. as um as people and so like even when I you know I was reviewing the notes and kind of just typing up some stuff like I had to really think like what is the difference in in these three in terms of dying so some of the things that that came to mind was like emotionally um there's no joy and I know you know at least with the with your podcast and I know all the discussions that we tend to have we talk about that what joy is like it works its way into every conversation we've ever had um Mm -hmm. so uh, 
So it's like emotionally, there's there's none of that. It's that feeling of always being numb. And I, I don't really like extremes, but I feel like in this space, when you feel like you're internally dying, it's just there's this numbness that's just always there. It does not go away. And you feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You can feel tired. You can be angry, scared, and lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a lonely feeling emotionally to feel like you're dying inside. Right. Um, and and I would say like mentally, I tend to think of being drained. Uh, that sense of just like suffering. Mm. Uh, so I often have that image of, you know, just like laying and laying down. And that feel like you can't get you can't get up, that you're just stuck. Even if you want to get up, you can't. You're just sitting there, laying there, kind of like helpless. Mm. And it's hard to do anything. And then everything just seems like it's just so dark, like mentally in your mind. I don't know if you I know. Like personally, when I was in that phase uh, and I felt like I was dying inside, like I literally would close my eyes and I and even though it's already dark, but I could see like a darkness come over me. Mm, yeah. And I had and it was the craziest thing. And I didn't realize what was happening until I started being in a better space. Because on days when I would have good days, if I close my eyes, like I could still see like some of the light coming through. Mm. I, I don't know, it probably sounds crazy to hear and I don't know if anybody else has ever had this experience but when I am in a, a bad headspace and when I was in that space of feeling like I was dying I literally would close my eyes and I would see the darkness there was literally no light it was pitch black so I always think about that mentally like it, it's it's a dark space to be in and then spiritually um I always feel like there's a, a lack of connection okay and you don't feel like you have the passion to do anything. You don't feel connected to God or whatever higher power, you know, you may believe in. And you just feel like off balance, like nothing ever seems like you are right where you need to be. Everything just seems off balance. And you, you don't even know what balance is. Like balance, balance, I don't think it's a word that exists in that phase of dying because it's just, you're just existing. You're just there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that. I'm going to speak for myself that I have definitely experienced throughout many phases and stages, stages in my life, um, periods where I felt like I was dying inside. You know, it's just that that feeling of hopelessness that just never seems to get better or go away. And I, I think mm-hmm. that we have all experienced that in one shape, form or another, what would be your best advice or tools that you can share with the listeners to kind of get yourself out of that, that stage and out of that dying feeling? Mm -hmm. I would definitely say the first thing would be that dying is not always a bad thing. That's good. That, yes. Uh, I think it's needed. It's necessary because the places that we were created to go, those things that you that no longer serve, you can't go with you. So there's, I think there's an element of we have to die to ourselves in order to move through this phase to get to a space of thriving. Okay. So, you know, you have to. Do you see uh, Janae's again? Because she's already dropping gems did you guys catch that (laughs) listen dropping gems already we just got started janae we just got started (laughs) i'm sorry you asked the question look 
<laughs> you took us there. I did, and, and, and you listen, and, and you got us together. You gathered us up and got us together. <laughs> I'm listening. I am a student right now. I'm listening. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, same, same for me. Like, and I loved our conversations because there are always things that I need to hear too, and yeah. as reminders. But I. I can literally remember going through when I was in that space of dying. And one of the things that I always say is that dying definitely feels so lonely because a lot of times people don't see that you're dying. Mm. And, and like they just, you know, they see you and you could be doing some things or you could not be doing some things curled up in a ball somewhere, right. um, refusing to do life, but people don't tend to notice mm-hmm. and it feels really lonely. And I, when I went through that phase, and it's not pretty, it's not fun. Like, I, it's not a good phase, y'all. Don't think because I'm saying it, it can be, it's necessary mm-hmm. that it's going to be, you know, we all have to go through this because you don't have to. But if you are in that space mm-hmm. already, I think I, I, once I realized, like, dang, I can't get out of this. And what do I need to do? And I realized that huh, I'm okay with these parts of me dying because that doesn't serve me and my purpose and what I was created for. Right. And also having that memory of what that felt like is a motivator for me to never get back to that space. Mm-hmm. And I think it also keeps me humble and it helps me be grateful for all the blessings that came after that. And even the blessings that were happening during that time where I couldn't see because I was so focused on the darkness and just the, the, lifelessness that I felt so I would definitely say the first thing is just acknowledging that death is internally when you're talking about things that you're struggling with doesn't always have to be a bad thing because I know there were some situations that I've experienced in life that I'm glad they did I'm dead I'm glad they gone exactly they die and move on like I'm so glad because you can't come with me to where I'm trying to go not where I'm going okay (laughs) Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And I and I think, you know, after that, it's really just trying to find someone to talk to or finding positive things to pour into yourself to to restore hope, because if you don't have hope, you can't even move into surviving or thriving. Mm. Um, I think that part of that to 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 move from that feeling of dying is that you have to believe that you can and that it's worth you making these steps to make the changes and if you don't have hope those things are are really hard to do wow that's such great information and great tools for our listeners i think that the next part of this conversation is such a thin line and we often confuse the two we're going to start discussing surviving versus thriving We're going to break down surviving first because I think a lot of us feel like, hey, I'm out here surviving. I'm out here doing this, that, and the other. But there's a difference between survival and actual thriving. So survival defined is continuing to exist, remaining intact. Says, how do you know if you're just simply surviving? Because I think a lot of us think we're thriving, but we're actually just in survival mode. And we've talked about we talked about survival mode briefly in our choose healing episode. But I really want us to dig deep with it on this episode 
What does survival look like? How do you know if you're in survival mode or that you're simply surviving and not thriving? Mm-hmm. I love that you said it's a thin line. It is. Um, like hearing you say that just kind of took me to a place, um, like visually, mm-hmm. because it is, and so many people don't even know, and you feel yeah. like you're living your best life, I'm but sis, you're not. not. Like you are not. We are not here to life can be bubble. so much better. Exactly, but we just want to keep it real. We want to be honest and and very candid with you. You may think you're out here living your best life. You may think you're out here killing it. But you're literally just and you're barely surviving at that. I've been there. So I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experience. So I definitely and I would say like speaking to that, like I'm playing off of what you just said, a big part of surviving is that everything seems like it's so urgent. Mm. Everything has to happen right now. And it's kind of always like everything is like life or death. Okay. If this doesn't happen, then this is going to be impacted or I can't do this until this happens. And life is just like that all day long. And it's, you know, busy, but not productive. Mm. And so I know I know a lot of people who can. um, And I was I was once in this space and I was in a really headed down a really, really dark space. But because I was so busy, I was doing so many things. Uh huh. But I wasn't, and I was in survival mode. So doing all the stuff I needed to do as a mom, doing um, all the things, at least felt like it. Because now looking back, there were some elements where I wasn't as present and I could have been doing things differently. And there were some things I missed in terms of what's really important. But doing all the things I needed to do and all these areas of life. But I was doing it like just good enough. Like I wasn't excelling, excelling at anything. Like I was checking the boxes, sis. checking all the boxes to say I did this. Okay, dinner's made. Mm-hmm. This is schoolwork is done. This stuff at work is getting done. This is getting done. But and I was stressed, but it was weird because I was stressed and didn't realize I was stressed. Uh-huh. Like I wouldn't say I'm stressed out because you know, as you know, as a woman, especially as a woman of color, like we don't say that. Like that's not a a, a, a phrase that we're allowed to say, you right. know. Society so I would always this for us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we can't say that. So I would just be like, no, I'm good, and keep adding stuff to the plate, keep adding stuff, not saying no, and realize that like I'm doing all these things, but none of these things are making me happy. In fact, every these things are taking me further and further away from who I feel like I am and who I'm created to be, mm-hmm. and I'm just surviving. Like there was no, like I had, I had hope and I'm, you know, I'm going to church and I'm reading my word and I'm doing all these things, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was living on purpose. I wasn't passionate about things. I was willing to be like, you know, talking myself out of things that I know I really wanted to do because I'm like this, it's just not time. It's not possible. Um, so I had this hope, but I was like, I don't have a plan for this. I can't do this. I have no time for this. And I was very reactive. Mm-hmm. Like this is one way that I I tend to to be able to help people identify that they are in survival mode is that you are reacting to any and everything and any and everybody. That, that and was, not a good way. That was me, sis. That any you could just say excuse me because you need to get by me and I'm gonna be offended. And it's like, well, what do you mean excuse me? Like it's it's re- now that I look back <laughs> on it, 
I was behaving so ridiculously, but when you're in that mode, like you say, you're so reactive, everything just gets this negative reaction from you. Mm-hmm. And for no reason, it would be so over the top, but feel so justified. Yes. <laughs> you because you just don't see it. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. And like my family and friends is looking at me like, girl, you are doing the most. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That person did X, Y, and no. Girl, survival mode. Yeah. Trying to tell you. And it don't even make sense. Like, it doesn't even make any type of sense. And I, and I tend to think that, you know, some people will say, like, you can be also doing what you thought you were passionate about uh-huh. and still be in survival mode. Okay. And I've learned that, like, I, I was doing things that I felt like, okay, this is what I said I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. what's missing? Mm-hmm. And I was just in autopilot. Like, I tend to think of survival mode of you being in autopilot. Like, there's nothing exciting about life that's happening. Right. I can predict what the day going to be like. I know what's going to happen. And it's just like the same old, same old. There's no spice. There's no added excitement. There's no pops of color. Everything is just kind of like blah. But I'm doing it. So, like, I should be excited, right? Like, I know for me, I'm like, well, I'm married. Like I said, I wanted to be. You know, marriage is going good. I have, you know, children. Like I said, I wanted. I'm working within my career. I have this business going. I have these things moving forward for me. So I'm supposed to be happy, right? Like I'm supposed to be excited. And I wasn't. And I had to realize like, Janae, you are literally in survival mode. You are just doing what you know you should be doing. And I'm focused on taking care of everyone else, but neglecting me. I think you just painted a very vivid picture. I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think you painted a very vivid picture because you said, you know, I got married. That was like on my list of things I wanted to accomplish. I had children. I've checked that off my list. I'm working within my career field. Boom. I'm doing that. You're it looked like on the outside, everything is going well. So it is possible to have everything you've dreamed of, to have everything you've desired, to have everything you've worked hard for and still be just barely surviving. So I think that was the picture that you painted so clearly and so vividly for the listeners because you had the life that you wanted. However, you weren't thriving. You were simply surviving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was and it was a hard realization to come to. Like, it's hard to recognize survival because sometimes survival looks pretty. Mm. Survival can look so good. Like, I tend to think of like celebrities anytime we have this conversation or just uh, social media in general. Okay, because, you know, you scroll through somebody's timeline and you like, oh, they are living life. Mm. And then next thing you know. You hear something bad has happened to them, something negative has happened to them, or you see them in real life. Like one of the things that's so funny to me is when I, um, I, one of my best friends, she travels, she loves to travel. And so she posts all these videos and stuff. Like if you go on her timeline, you just see like she's in Bali, she's sleeping in bubbles and she's doing all of this stuff. And I know she's enjoying life and she's loving life. So, um, I'm pretty sure she'll listen. So, so girl, don't get offended. Like this is nothing bad, but. Um, I remember we were hanging out with a group of friends and stuff from college and one of our, um, we called our brother, like one of our brothers was kind of like, man, you out here living life. Like every time you post, you do it, like you just do all this stuff. And she was like, I mean, I just only post about all the good things that are happening. Mm. And so she was like, so when I'm doing all the fun, it's like, 
You're right. Yeah. That's what everybody out here doing. Exactly. I was going to say not many people are going to show you, you know, those low moments in their life and those moments when they're down and having a hard time. They're going to highlight the good moments. Mm hmm. So like I used to say, like I work when I used to work with, well, I work with teens a lot and they'll get so caught up on, well, social media, this looks like this and this is that and this is this and this is that. And then I'll tell them, but y'all, y'all, like this party could have been real whack. Mm-hmm. And your friends took the one, the one or two little minutes where it was some fun and decided to snap a picture and post it. And now you think that they whole night was lit right. when all the while they had a whole lit two minutes. Right. And you're making this assumption that you're not living and that your life is so horrible because of this facade. Um, and I think, you know, the world, like outside, you know, the COVID and the virus, I think as a world, we operate in survival mode. Yeah. I think the world would be so different if we were, if people were actually thriving and not just so focused on doing all these things that don't serve us mm. or so focused on the next big thing. Right. Right. Maybe this um, pandemic, because it's, it has set us down and kind of made us rethink everything that we thought we knew about life. Maybe this is the reset that we needed to come out of survival mode. You know, I'm just hopeful that this pandemic, as awful as it has been for those who have experienced loss of um, family and friends, loss of life, loss of income, loss of um, their daily activities, loss of just their sanity. I hope that on the other side of this is something more meaningful for us as a world that we can get out of that survival mode and actually begin to thrive individually and collectively. Yeah, I agree. And I told my, I didn't tell, I think when this first started and we were having conversations with all the different people that I've talked to about it, I was, I was telling everyone, I think I posted some videos on my IG page, just that this phase of life, is needed yeah excuse me and for me it's kind of like it's the it's that time in the wilderness like you know in the bible they talk about that wilderness experience Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is what this is in modern day 2020 form like you know everyone was so like 2020 is gonna bring clear vision and we had a whole purpose and we had an entire event about the vision and the purpose for 2020 and 2020 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, but no, it's not going to happen again. Came and <laughs> no, 2020 came in swinging, but yeah. I think 2020 came in swinging because the clear vision that we need, mm. we can't see because we're so bound by all this stuff. Okay. So I still, I still firmly believe that 2020 is about clear vision. I think listen, the vision listen. that the thing that we're supposed to be see is different. Hold, listen, wait, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. Sorry. Let's let's back up just a little bit because you just we can wrap this conversation up right here. We can end this episode (laughs) and we're not even done because what you just said, I needed that. Okay, Janae and I had an event in December and it was literally talking about the clear vision and the vision and the purpose and everything for 2020. You know, setting your goals, writing them down, making them plain, staying focused, you know. And 2020, like you mm-hmm. said, came in swinging and has not let up yet. I felt like we were out here fighting for our lives. So it was like, wait, this is not the way that I envisioned it. What you just said changed the game. 
Like that was mm. drop the mic, sis, and ex- exit stage left. <laughs> I don't even know what else needs to be said. That was everything. If you want to just go ahead and do, I'm just gonna let you have the floor. I'm I'm gonna listen because I know what else to say. That was everything. It, I cannot take. I cannot take you. <laughs> you are just. But no, I think. And I I had to sit in that like. I had to sit and really focus on that. And it's crazy because I just wrote like my like right like a week or two before this pandemic started for uh-huh. us in terms, uh-huh. you know, because it had already been going on. Right. Since, right. Since, yeah, all year. Right. Um, but right. before we really got hit and they started, you know, the social distancing and quarantine stuff, I had just wrote my goals down. Mm. And more so because like out of obligation, like I feel like. I was like, girl, it's month three. You ain't wrote nothing down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but thinking back, I feel like that was intentional, not on my part, but I feel like it was preparation for this season that we were getting ready to shift into because I'm, I'm real big on like seasons shifting. And, um, Jagged Edge has this song called Seasons Change. And my favorite line is when the seasons change, um, we shouldn't stay the same. Mm. And I thoroughly believe that and I live my life that way. And so I'm like, here we am going to spring, a new season. I don't have any goals, but I really think that this time is meant to exactly like you said, to get us to see that we are out here just surviving. Yeah. And we're not thriving because if if life for you is over when all these things that we can't do are taken away, what kind of life are you living? Is my thought. Mm, mm, mm. So, so like I've been personally, and I felt bad. Like when I'm talking to people, and they're like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Y'all, I'm doing great. Like, I'm doing awesome." I mean, granted, there's some things I would want to be able to do. I have my my little cruise, not my little cruise, because it was our family cruise for for my son's tenth birthday got canceled. Right. Um, and we had to move it, but like at the end of the day. You know, I'm 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 okay because I'm getting to do things and shine some light in some darker areas and not dark like super bad, but just areas that I haven't watered. I'm being able to water things. I have this plant that that I'm like putting attention to and nourishing, and I don't have a green thumb. This is my first like actual plant plant, and it was at the start of this pandemic. It was, uh, you know, she had kind of died. And so watching her literally come back to life because I'm paying attention and I have time now to pay attention because I'm not just all over the place, checking the box, doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. I really think that this is the vision that um, and I'm going to just say God, regardless of whatever you believe in. But I really think that this is what God intended us for us to see as the clear vision in 2020 that it's not about all these things that we have and if you want to just survive then okay but there's so much more to life there's so much more to us that we neglect because we get into this mode of all the things that we have to have and all the things that we have to do when true life is being happy and living on purpose and doing what you were created to do Mm, mm. and you could still do that whether or not you can go outside exactly oh my goodness you uh. and i really i really feel like at the end of all of this mm-hmm. the things that people were hoping for if you do your work like if you're just sitting around complaining about how you ready to go outside now you're gonna come out of this this experience the same way you stepped into it come which on. would be a shame like come it, on. it would be a shame to have 
Like, when else in life, and I hope we never get this, but when else in life are we going to have, like, I've been working from home for the almost past three months. Yeah. Like, when are, when are we ever going to have a time where we are forced to be, like, we are forced to be at home in the house. In our homes that we typically never spend enough time in because we're so busy outside the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm paying all this money for this place, but I don't, I don't like being in here. No, that's a problem. You're, you're surviving. If you can't sit at home in your, in your place that should be peaceful, and if you can't sit in quietness in your own mind and sit with your own children mm. and sit in these relationships, if you can't sit in these areas, sis, you're surviving. You're not thriving. Mm. Ooh, listen, I... You did it again. I just don't even know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not easily, you know, to, one to be speechless. I, I always have something to say. But when I say this conversation has me with r- literally nothing to say because you are just giving it to us raw and direct. I just. Wow. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it, it is helpful. Because I, I low-key feel like that one person who is always like, oh, yeah, things are great. And everybody else is like, girl, life is horrible. Why are you so happy? Yeah. But I think I really, it, I think it just dawned on me. And God continues to put this message in me. And this is the same message I had at the start of this, is that this is not by accident. Mm-hmm. This is This season of life is not by chance and none of that like this is needed not for the person who's at their lowest like this is needed for every last person who is experiencing this experience to open our eyes up so that we can really see the real vision absolutely not this vision that we thought we was about to see of i'm about to discover my passion i'm about to get more money and and prayerfully you know those things are still at the tail end but we ain't gonna get it if we if we're not looking through the right lens if we don't have our, you know, like me, like I don't have 2020 vision. I got to depend on these contacts and these glasses to get me through. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have those on, I ain't going nowhere. Everything looks the same. Wow. So I think this is like that corrective lens experience. Just like we, we are getting a true eye exam. Yes. So that we can be ready to go to have our 2020 because not everybody has 2020. Some of us need that extra little help. Right. Wow. I I had some other little notes that I was going to say about surviving, but I don't even think that they're necessary at this point. (laughs) Um, No, no, Sam, Sam. You have just you just came in here like I'm not playing with y'all on this episode and I'm going to get I'm thankful. (laughs) I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful and thankful that. I'm listen. Okay, let let me get back on track because I'm over here looking at my own life and looking at the areas in my life that needs attention, and that's what this podcast is all about. You know, it's about growing, and I don't want us to just simply be surviving. I want us to thrive. You know, the um, the motto, the slogan, the mantra for this podcast is to become more refined, purpose filled, purposeful, grace filled, and graceful literally Janae has summed that up for us it so eloquently I can't even I just can't I'm thankful because I needed this conversation 
saying? I needed everything that you just said. This was like a one-on-one counseling session that I should have been paying you a copay <laughs> so that you could build my insurance. Okay, listeners, you guys are getting you are so nice. Listen, you're getting it for free. She should be building our insurance for this. Oh my goodness. Okay. You are too kind. I'm so grateful for everything that you just said. I'm telling the truth, okay? I'm telling the whole truth. But I'm going to give these points only because Janae said for me to give them. But I don't even think they're necessary because she has summed up surviving in a way that I never could. But I did want to share what surviving may sound like so that if you catch yourself making these statements or if you're around someone making these statements, you can be aware that this is someone who could possibly be in survival mode. Survival mode could sound like if I can just make it to the weekend, if I can just make it until the first of the month, if I could only finish this project, if I could just make this payment so these bill collectors will leave me alone, if I mm-hmm. only get these kids through college listen i find myself saying that a lot like looking at the college plan for my kids like okay i just have to keep hanging on until i get these kids through college listen if we find ourselves being in this cycle of if i could only if i could only yeah that's that's survival mode you know i hate to give it to you i say those too so we're not pointing the finger or trying to point you out and make you feel bad because i say them too but that is a a form of survival Mhm. Definitely. And and like I I say I said and I say and all of those things or just think them. Mm, yeah. And like it is so like as you were reading them like I'm sitting here and I I'm making sounds because I'm like yeah okay Janae mhm 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 yeah I said that but then I, then I then the thought came in like why. Right. Why do I want to hurry up and just get my kids through college? You know how much time I'm about to miss exactly. looking at the get to college phase? Yeah. Where there's so much beauty in the right now. Mm. <laughs> Woo, she did it again, y'all. She did it again. I'm sorry. Look, okay. I'm going to leave you alone. And I think, listen, I think a lot of our stress and a lot of our anxiety is from worrying about the future. At, listen, my grandmother always leaned on this Bible verse about, you know, only worry about today for tomorrow has its own troubles. Tomorrow is going to come with this new set of troubles, this new set of problems, this new set of joy, this new set of happiness and gladness. If we focus on the right now, like you said, the, the joy and what we have right now, that would more than likely eliminate some of the stress and the anxiety that we are experiencing because we're worried about a future that we don't even know what's there. We don't know what it entails. We don't, we don't know what it holds. And so you're stressing yourself out about the unknown, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, like my, um, my husband, he, he cannot wait to give gifts. Like he cannot wait, like not wait and so uh, i know i share with his, you that how may is a big month language is like gifts or something is that his love language no no his no his isn't i think he thinks mine is but i do mean oh. he doesn't love gifts i do love gifts and i love to give gifts but like he knows how i am if i want something like i'm gonna get it okay um and so like he's just always been that way the whole time we've been together like it's just like do we really gotta wait till christmas to open this up like this came do you really need to wait till your birthday so my um 
And so he started to say more recently, meaning like during this time, that, you know, if I wait, like tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. So if I wait, I run one, I run the risk of you getting it for yourself and then I don't, you don't get to be excited or you know that I got it because mm. you talking about it and I'm trying to like tell you not to get it because he knows how I am. Uh, if it's something I want, if he ain't going to get it and I'm like, well, let me go ahead and order it. Let me go ahead and get it. Mm. Um, but like hearing him say that over the past couple of days and I also expressed to him, I also like to open up stuff today. So like we got to find the balance, which he's been doing. But it's just like, yeah, tomorrow isn't promised. So why am I so focused on four years from now? Like, I can have a plan, but why am I, like, living for that moment to come? Exactly. And missing the right now. Yeah. Wow. That was a great um, analogy. That was great. (sighs) We're going to try to transition into the next part of this Mm -hmm. conversation. I'm just, I'm really over here processing and getting my life together, but it's time to talk about thriving. We've talked about dying. We've talked about surviving. Now let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the goal that we are working to obtain, thriving. Thriving is defined as to prosper, flourish, grow, or develop well or vigorously. What does thriving look like, sis? Paint a picture for us. What what does thriving look like? What does it feel like? And after you do that, let's talk about how do we get there? So if we've um come out of our dying stage and now we're kind of like in our survival stage, how do we transition to thriving? So what does it look like? What does it feel like? Paint that vivid picture for us and then give the listeners some tips and some tools of how to get to that stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think of um, I thought I had wrote some stuff down but didn't so this is just going to be pure just whatever God gives me um, let's do it when I think of thriving I tend to think of you know have you ever seen like walking down the sidewalk or whatever and like between the cracks you see like a flower come like a flower coming up or like grass yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, through all this cement, like, why, like, this sidewalk, like, why is there this green stuff right. coming up? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that is kind of what I tend to think of thriving as. Like, and you are surviving, I mean, you're not surviving, but you have made it and you are living and you are flourishing and doing things, living on purpose in spite of the circumstance that was that was presented or put over top of you. See, that's the part right there. That's the part right there. Despite the circumstance, despite the situations that you found yourself in, you push through. So when we look at that grass or sometimes those flowers that we see growing in cracks, you know, on the sidewalk or in the street Mm -hmm. or on concrete, most of us just look at it like, wow, those are like weeds going through the concrete. But do you know what it took for them to grow through that concrete to actually push their way up and through that's absolutely Mm -hmm. thriving that's thriving for sure yeah like at the point where you weren't supposed to stand a chance like there was an intentional process Mm. that was laid over top of your foundation your roots to stop you and to get in the way of you of being what you were doing what you were created to do like i know people hate me and i don't guard so i mean i don't i don't have that 
people hate, but I know people hate them. But they're just doing what they were created to do. Listen. So why we mad? Listen, this is turning. Now I feel like you giving us a sermonette. I feel like you are literally preaching life (laughs) gospel. Because you're telling that's the truth. It's doing what it was intended to do. It is pushing through adversity. It is rising to the Mm -hmm. occasion. It's like this concrete may have been laid over me. I could have just been a seed when this happened. But guess what? I'm pushing through. I'm thriving. I am going to show you that I can make it through Mm -hmm. the situation. And that's what our lives meant. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Look, I'm I'm over here dancing on the low, so like y'all can't see me or hear me, but I'm over here. Like I'm excited. I hope that you because this process is because I'm over here stumping my feet and having me a good old time, and I hope that that's not causing any sound issues on the back end. But when I tell you, I'm over here having a whole celebration, it's going down, sis. I just mm, okay. I'm I'm done. It's thriving is exciting. Like when you and I know everybody has their story. And I know for me, like when I think about all the things that I have pushed through in spite of, in spite like of. it's crazy. It is crazy. Like my mom um, reminded me. So May 2nd, 2004, um, my mom, my brother and I were in a really bad head on collision. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and so my mom sent me a, a, a text that, that day. Um, and it was just like, you know, this year it was just like, man, like, can you believe that this many years later we have, we are survived through. And this, when we were right down the street from my house, we had just turned off of our street and we were just riding down the street and my mom listens to gospel nonstop. And it's the song that we, she was playing, um, I think it's Mississippi Mass Choir. I always forget. It's one of these mass choirs. It's an old, old song. Okay. And we were literally singing. The, the words, he saved my life before I ever knew it and got hit. Wow. By this, this SUV who had sped up. They clocked the, um, it was like a 35. They clocked the whole accident at a, at a, at a total of like 110 speed wise. Which means, serious? cause she was getting ready to hit. It was crazy, sis. When I tell you, it was crazy. She, she was not paying attention, trying to do something to her, to get her kid in the back. And it was a two lane, um, road and she, when she turned, the car in front of her was stopped trying to turn. So she was getting ready to hit them. So instead of hitting them, she swerved into our lane and hit us at like 70 miles an hour. And wow. I had literally, literally just clicked on my seatbelt, literally had just clicked my seatbelt. And my little brother, right before we got in the car, like he was fighting him, me and him were fighting because he was like, I, it's my turn to be in the front. It's my turn to be in the front. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be in the front. I'm older. I'm in the front had just clicked on my seatbelt and and I knew it like he didn't he my, he it was a struggle to get him to wear his seatbelt so had he been in the front he would have flew through the window and like I'll never forget like after coming out of that accident and everything was white so I thought we were gone like the airbags deployed I thought we were done mm, 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 mm. and all three of us walked away from that accident literally walked away from the accident and you know my mom had the the brunt of the damage but like she reminded me of that. And I was like, mom, it's crazy to walk through something that should have killed us. And the, and the, the police officers, when we got to the hospital, it's bringing like tears to my eyes thinking about it. When we got to the hospital, the police officer like came like rushing in. And I remember it clear as day. And he was like, where are the bodies? Mm. 
and the the and so he came in and individually to all three of us and he was like I had to come and see y'all because wow. accidents like this people y'all were not supposed to make it through and I'm a firm believer like we were singing God's praises as we got hit he saved my life before I ever knew it wow and like that moment since she was in him, it just makes me think about thriving, like in spite of things that were meant to kill us, the things that were meant to take you out, regardless of what it is. If you're still here, yeah. it's not by chance. It's not by accident. You have already thrived. Right. Right. You just have to walk into it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I have been in a very um bad car accident. Like I'm literally over here with tears because I can relate to your stories so closely my mom has been in a horrible car accident that left her unable to walk for like a year and a half i've been through these experiences Mm. before and um this past fall you know when i met you for the first time my daughter was having a very serious surgery that just took just Mm. it knocked the wind out of us and so once she recovered she was really self-conscious about her scar and I had to show her my scar from my car accident back in 2002. And I explained to her, you know, she's a teenager, so self-image and everything is really important to her. And I had to explain to her, listen, scars are proof that you survive. And that's, mm-hmm. that's oh. what I get from your story about your car accident. Listen, you, I, you may you may walk away with some scars, but that is proof that you survived. That is proof that you are thriving. That is proof that you still have work to do, that God is not finished with you, that you have purpose to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Your life is not over. Mm-hmm. You are out here thriving. You are out here on a mission to accomplish the purpose that God has set forth in your life. So if you are feeling like, well, I have this going on or I've been through this, thriving is to do it in spite of. And I just. Yes. It's, it's in spite of. Yes. That. With tears in my eyes because I can count so many instances where I should have been dead and gone, where, you know, my children have been mm-hmm. ill and something could have taken them away from here. My husband has been ill and he could be gone, but we are still here and we have the proof. We may have the scars to show that we've been through something, but we're still here in spite of it. And uh, if, that of. Right, if that isn't thriving, I don't know what is, if that is thriving. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I got that. And I was telling somebody, I was like, you have to have that in spite of faith. Yes. Like, in Spite of insert whatever. Yes. I'm here and I believe and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do what I was created to do. I'm going to do my work in spite of. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay. What I didn't know Ooh. was going to happen during this episode is that I was going to be sitting here with tears running down my face. Okay. <laughs> that was. Same. My, look, my. Talking about not having 2020 vision. I done cried my little contact out. So I'm sitting here. <laughs> one eye. <laughs> One can't. Oh my goodness. That's what happens when we have these organic conversations and we just let, you know, what God puts on our hearts flow out of our mouths. And uh, wow. When I asked you to paint a picture, since you went above and beyond painting a picture, you literally, (laughs) you told a story, a life story, even for people who've never been in a car accident. There are other things in their life that they can relate to that. You know, you you painted the picture so clearly. 
that we can look at our lives and say, you know what? I went through that surgery. I was scared, but I made it through. The doctor said it was only a 2% chance that I was going to make it through this diagnosis. Mm. But I'm still here. You know, when I got into that mm-hmm. car accident, no one thought I would survive, but I'm still here. When I went through that divorce, I thought my life was over. Yes. Still here. When I lost my dream job, I never thought I was going to come mm-hmm. out of that depression, but I'm still here. Sis, you are thriving. That is what thriving is. It is to do it in spite of. That is thriving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can mm-hmm. see this from falling. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I'm over here trying to like contain myself. But like, I just want to worship and thank God because it's, it's not easy and it's not pretty. And oftentimes we don't even know how we did it, but we do. Yes. He does it. Exactly. I'm, I'm forever saying if it was not for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. And that's a true testament to my life. This is not because I'm so special. This is not because I'm perfect. This is because I'm, I still needed to be here. God was not done with me. There's still yeah. work that I need to do. There's still people I need to reach. I have not yet fulfilled my purpose. And I just, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm just, I'm just in awe of God's favor, his grace, his mercy, his love for us is relentless. It's relentless after us. Uh, you, um, I, I, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Y'all, you, okay. Listeners, if you could give us like a good five, ten seconds for us to get our lives together because <laughs> this was, who was, it was beautiful. It was timely. It was needed. It was necessary. It was necessary. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to know you. I'm thankful for the connection that we made last fall. And I made that connection with you when I was going through one of the hardest times of my life. And that was the unexpected surgery that my daughter had to go through. And I was, you know, so scared and so fearful. And when I look at everything that she's endured this past year, you know, I'm I'm amazed and I'm in awe of God's love and his grace and his mercy for us. I, I just can't I can't thank him enough because he's brought my family through. And he's brought us through. And it's crazy because if you look at her, you would not even know. You wouldn't know. Like I just think about the times that I've seen her and then just like pictures and things that you post of her. Like since then, like even, you know, the first day that I um I met you guys and you had it like had you not told me, yeah. like I would you know what I mean? Like you just so thank God, like we don't look like the things that we go through, even with the scars. Like what we've been through, exactly. Even with, like you say, even with the scars, I may have some scars, but that's just a sign that I'm still alive. That I made it through the calamity. I made it through what was trying to kill me. I survived. And when you first met us, like we had talked and emailed and everything, but like face to face. Literally, I was taking her back to the hospital for her follow up appointment and you stood there and you looked at her and you were like, wow, I was like, listen, because I was sitting in your office crying my ass out about everything that we had been through. Mm-hmm. And when I look back on it, that's this, that, that was God's protection and that was for our lives to thrive. My daughter, she is mm-hmm. so remarkable and I just, I'm so grateful. And that's that's thriving in a nutshell, guys. If you are out here experiencing it, I don't whatever it is that you're experiencing. I don't want to put a label on it. I don't want to minimize it. 
whatever it is that you're going through, if you're still going through it, you haven't stopped. You haven't given up making your way through it since you are on your way to a life that is going to be thriving. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep going. Like in Finding Nemo, keep swimming. I tell that to my kids. Yes. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Don't stop swimming. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Um. I don't even know where we are now. I'm so just lost in this conversation. I think that I think we're at the tips, maybe. Okay, so you're going to share some tips, and additional some tips, tips okay, maybe? for the listeners to obtain the thriving that we are over here crying about. Okay, <laughs> you're going to share. <laughs> yes. To yes. help aid our listeners and navigate them and encourage them and motivate them to a life that is thriving. What would those tips be? What do those tools look like? Oof, I'm gonna try to do them without going too too deep because each one of these individually can be a whole other topic. Okay. But the first one is I would say it's just acknowledging how you feel and where you are. Okay. Like if and I tend to think of acknowledging as that is me facing my problem. That is me naming the situation, naming this experience. I'm standing up. I'm we going toe to toe. Like, I'm not laying in the bed no more. I'm not curled up. I am face to face with you, gloves on, got my armor on, ready to begin this fight. And if you don't acknowledge it, I feel like when you acknowledge something, you take power. You start to take your power back and you take control over it. Absolutely. Like, I tend to like nobody can say anything bad about me that I probably haven't already said about myself or heard. So you so with that. I'm taking the power because your words are not going to hurt me unless I allow them to. Okay, pause. And when you acknowledge, okay. (laughs) Pause. Listen, you're doing it again, Janae. What is happening? Okay. I'm sorry. That's how God made me. I know. He made you so freaking awesome. I'm so glad he made you this way. Listen, I say this so often because the life that I live now looks very different from a life that I once lived. And you know, what people love to do is bring up your past and bring up your mistakes and bring up the things that you used to do. And I'm like, yeah, you talking about that, that changes what it does what to me. I've already shared my story. I've already put my life out there on display. There's nothing that you can say about the person I used to be that is going to intimidate the person that I am now. I'm walking mm-hmm. in my purpose. God has me. He walks with me every day. So when you do that, when you acknowledge it, absolutely correct what you said you take your power back and when you take your power back let me tell you something it's just something that comes over you like okay you want to do that let's do it you get this sense that you're not going to back down and you're not going to go right and hide but you're going to confront whatever it is that's going on in your life head on instead of maybe ignoring or acting like it doesn't exist i just had to share that part because people are prone Mm -hmm. and known for doing that you know in in a in a means to intimidate you or to belittle you or to make you feel like you don't have purpose or that your life isn't isn't meaningful and i'm here to tell you that it is i don't care what you've done in your life your life still has purpose your life still has meaning and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Mm-mm. Thank God for growth. Hello. Mm. 
So, so I tell people, oh, okay, what I used to do, that's nice, but you still the same. Hello. I'm not. Hello. So, and then the other thing that I do, and this one is hard, and I, I know this is probably going to beat some people up because it beats me up whenever I, I think about it, but stop whining about mm-hmm. your circumstance. And throw in this pity party. Tell them because it is not going to move you to where you need to be. Tell them now. You can take your time. You can have your moments. Mm-hmm. But we six years in, and you still whining about the same thing. Yeah. Sis. Yeah. Sis. Get up. Life has ups and downs. It does. And it happens to everybody. Everybody has bad, no matter how big or how small. Everybody is promised some bad. So I always say, put your grown up panties on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let's get this work. Let like you, you whining is not going to change anything about the situation. Mm-hmm. If you want something different, you have to be different and activate your power. There it is. Um, Auntie Iyala always tells us we have to do our work and um, Pastor Kim Papier had posted something very similar to this several weeks ago where she put a lot of people don't want to be healed from their trauma because they like the attention that they get. And when you said that, it made me think about it. We're still talking about things that happen, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago. And that is not to minimize that what happened to you was devastating or a traumatic experience. But you have to reach a point that you are like, okay, I'm not going to let this thing continue to hunt me. I'm going to do the work that I need to do to move forward. I'm going to sign up for counseling and therapy so that I can heal this thing from the inside. And if you're, you have to make those steps towards that though. So like you said, stop whining and complaining about whatever it is that you have going on. That's not going to move you forward at all. It's just going to keep you stagnant. It's going to keep you in the same place that you've been in. Yeah, you got to do the work. Like it, it ain't easy. No, and it's, it's it's definitely work. Like it's a whole job. Wow. But I was telling one of my clients that I work with this week, I think, or maybe over the weekend, or last week. I mean, not the weekend. But um, they were talking about how just you know it's hard to do da da da. And I say, you know what? You know what else is hard? Getting up every day to go to a job when you don't feel like you got to go. Why? Because you know you got to go to get this money to live the life you want to live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you complain and you do all this but you put in the time you get up you get dressed and you go and so if i'm gonna show up for somebody else and to get this check i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna show up for me exactly exactly and what I found to be true in my own life, like we said, the work is hard, guys. We are not, you know, going to paint this fairy tale story for you that the work is going to be easy. You know, it requires, you know, a little bit of grit. It requires you to um, press through some things. But you know what is also equally hard? Staying the same. It takes just mm. as much effort to stay exactly the same as it would for you to put forth the effort to change and to better your life. And you you think you aren't exercising effort when you're just staying the same, but you are because you're working to remain the same. Yeah, that that takes effort. Yeah, like you got to work too. Like you got to be intentional. Like <laughs> it's intentional. Like every day that I decide not to wake up, not to wake up and go work out. Like that is a conscious decision that I am making. Because I'm having a whole battle, mm-hmm. coming up with reasons why not, doing all this stuff. 
where all the while it would have been so much easier for me to just get up with my clothes on. Just go. go do it. Look, you probably could have been done by now while you're sitting there talking yourself out. Yes. <laughs> and spend 30 minutes talking about why I can't and don't waste the 30 minutes laying there doing nothing. So like, I love that you say that because yeah. it's so true. Like it's, it's so much more effort in why we can't. Mm-hmm. And like, I know mistakes plays a big part in that and like fear and lack of forgiveness. Mm. And those are things that you that you have to have to that are a part of that thriving experience. Like you have to learn from your mistakes. Everybody's going to make a mistake. Absolutely. You can't hide from them. You can't avoid them. And to me, mistakes aren't bad because if I'm making a mistake, that means I was brave enough to, to make an attempt. Exactly. To try to be better. You were brave enough, strong enough to try in the first place. Yeah. Mistakes yeah. are our best teachers. They really are. They are our best teachers. They show us the areas that need improvement. They show us the areas that we need to do things differently moving forward. So I completely agree with that. That's so mm-hmm. good. So, so good. And I would say just two more and this this one is huge which is forgiving yourself Mm. because and a lot of people talk about forgiveness and talk about um you know you have to forgive such and such and that's one of the hardest things for anybody to do it's hard for me to do it's hard i think it's just a hard thing to do but one of the things that makes it hard is because people don't know what forgiveness feels like because they haven't forgiven themselves Mm. for things that they've done and mistakes that they've made Mm. Wow. Wow. And if you can't forgive you, you how are you going to forgive somebody else? Because you, you're searching for a feeling and you don't even know if it's authentic or not because you haven't actually experienced it internally. So even if you do forgive somebody else, but you're still holding on and beating yourself up for stuff that you've done, it's going to make it easier for people to, for it to feel like people continue to reoffend when actually you're the reoffender in this situation because you're beating your own self up, creating certain situations. Because you don't, don't, you haven't forgiven yourself to move to the next level of healing where then you can then open up your heart to start to forgive or to radically accept wow. things that people have done to you to harm you. Wow. I, listen, I'm, I'm not even qualified to speak on what you just said. I'm just going to soak it in. I'm, <laughs> yes, you are. No, I am not. I, I, I cannot even speak. I have nothing to say because you have you said it all. I, I You're not going to get me out here trying to match that statement. I can't, sis. I don't. I can. I do a lot of things well, but I also know how to stay in my place. So listen. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so funny. Oh my goodness, that was everything. Wow. Whew. Okay, are y'all ready for is there one more? Do you have one more? Um, the last one was just act well two, ask for help and make a plan. You can't do anything without a plan. I was so, gonna say I don't even know. Act, make a plan and activate it. Okay, because I was like, they might need a minute to get themselves together, but just go ahead and give us the last two cents. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we end this with you. So give us the last two. You said ask for help and make a plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not, you weren't, we weren't created to be alone. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have anybody, yeah. you got to find somebody, That's even if you got to pay for them. So mm-hmm. a counselor, a therapist, a mentor, a life coach, somebody, but you need a squad. You need, you cannot do this by yourself and then creating a plan. So like you either first, probably if you, if you're a praying person, a believing person, 
then you pray to God and you ask for guidance. You create mm-hmm. goals. You mm-hmm. identify. And, and I'm not talking about external goals. I'm talking about internal goals. I want okay. to be really intentional. Internal goals. I'm not talking about goals like, oh, I want to make this much. or I want to attain this. Or, I want to have this relationship. I'm talking about internally. What are the goals that you need to work on as a person? And what is the guidance that you need as a person internally for your heart, for your mind, for your soul, for your spirit? Mm. because all of those other things can happen. Like we talked about earlier, you can have all of those things and still feel like you're dying inside or still feel like you're um, just surviving because your internal is not right. Absolutely. So that was it. Wow. Listen, I hope you guys wrote that down. If not, rewind this episode so that you can write down all the (laughs) gems that Janae has dropped during this episode. Um, Let's go ahead. I I don't want to end this conversation, but I know we have to. So let's continue to move about our outline. You know, every episode we do a segment called So I Saw a Meme. And I purposely look for memes that just resonate with my spirit and with the topic that we are discussing. And I really love this one when I saw it because it's one um, it's by one of my favorite people ever to walk this earth. And the meme was my mission in life is not to merely survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And that was by the late, great Dr. Maya Angelou. Listen, she is one of my favorites. And when I saw that, it was so fitting for this episode because it says my mission in life is not merely to survive. Like, survival is no longer good enough, guys. But we want to thrive. And how about doing it with some passion, some compassion? Let's add some humor in there and some style. And I think that is a recipe um, for just a, a, a life well lived, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that. Yes, I, I absolutely love that. And I can apply that to my life. Um, every week we plant a seed of lavender. What does that mean, sis? You keep talking about this seed of lavender that we're planting every week. I don't even own any lavender seeds. Okay, let me break down to you exactly what we do. So each week we take a word, sometimes two words, and we literally plant them. Okay, so we water them and we nurture them until they begin to take root and grow in our own lives. So the seed of lavender that was fitting for this episode, I could not choose between just one. So I chose two. It is tenacity and endurance. Janae, what can you say about either one of those words that really that applies to the topic of um, dying, surviving and thriving? When we look at tenacity and endurance, what's the first thing that pops into your mind about that? I'm a, I'm a, the word is about, I'm going to go with endurance because okay. um, I'm a sports person. So I grew up playing, most of my, my childhood life was spent playing basketball or, at, you know, I come from just a sports family where that was life. And one of the main things that we would have to condition for is to have endurance, to be able to last, to run the court, to run the field, to do this cheer, to do whatever it is. Um, but we had to condition to get there. And but once we got there and it was time to show up and we were in shape, we were able to go the whole 
time mm. with, and still be tired, but it, it was a good tired because I'm like, man, I put in this work. This is what this was for. And that motivated me for the next time I hit the, the court for practice. Like, nope, you need to put this work in. You need to do this because when it's game time, you're going to show up and you're going to feel so good. Right. Whether you win or lose, mm-hmm. you are going to feel so good that you did it. You put in the work. You lasted through. You played your role. You did everything. You, In spite of how tired you were, you were already conditioned and built to do what you needed to do and play your role so that like when i when i saw endurance that was the first thing that popped into my head was just like whoa Mm. wow that was good okay and also every week we um recite an affirmation and i'm sitting here looking at the affirmation that i wrote and it's really simple um and as i'm sitting here just thinking and processing and pondering everything that's been said so far um, I want to change what I have in our notion and what we had there was, um, I will not survive. I will thrive. But now that I'm sitting here just thinking, um, from everything that we've discussed in this phenomenal episode, I want us to know that our lives are worth thriving. Um, we've been through so much that sometimes we think whatever, wherever we are in our lives is where we should be, um, is what we deserve is, you know, all that we should have, but your life is worth it. I want you to live a life that is healthy, that is fruitful, one that is thriving. Um, I just want you to be your best self, your whole self, your purpose-driven self, your purpose-filled self. And if you guys didn't get anything else from this episode, I hope that you know how important you are, how loved you are by God, Um, and that your life has meaning and that it has purpose. Is there anything else that you would like to add to that, Janae? No, I love that. Like, I was just sitting here just like, like it resonated with me. I was just sitting here pondering and like letting that sink in. So I really love that. Like worth it when you know your worth and you know that you are, that you are worth it, that you have a life that is worth living. It really shifts your worldview. Ooh. That might be the clear vision right there. That listen. That might be part of that 2020. Listen. Mm. I think it just all came full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. I, I listen. <sighs> as I stated, I hope I have chills. I know. I'm I'm sitting here, like I said, at a loss for where I don't even know what else I can say besides that I'm grateful. And that I'm honored that we made this connection and that um, we continue to grow together and that we continue to collaborate on the things that God places on our hearts. And um, for the listeners out there, I hope, I pray it is my life's work and mission that this episode gives you the fuel, gives you the motivation, encourages you to push through your circumstance that your life is worth it, that you deserve to live a life that is thriving in spite of what you're going through. And we love you, Janae and I. I'm sure we'll have something else for you in store in the near